Well, thank you very much, and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Thank you for joining us again, or welcome if it's your first time. I'll put my pitch up front this time. If you're interested in sponsoring the Jazz Focus, hit that little button on your browser if you're on Anchor.fm. Easy to find, and I think you can find it other places, too. We'd love to get some more supporters, members of the family, more opinions as to uh, what types of jazz we may want to do on future programs. Today is uh, actually going to be our second program devoted to a particular artist. We did one, oh, about a year ago, actually, that was devoted to the 1929 recordings of Omer Simeon, a great clarinet player who was known for his work with Jelly Roll Morton, primarily in the 1920s, and then later on he went with Earl Hines Orchestra. He was a very fine musician who could play lead alto. He played baritone sax, uh, was featured occasionally on clarinet with that band. After that, he uh, joined um, the Jimmy Lunsford Band. He replaced Willie Smith, who was one of the great lead alto and alto soloists of the swing era, and uh, Simeon was able to slip into that seat and do very well with that. He was also featured on clarinet on some numbers with the Lunsford Band in the 1940s. By the middle 1940s, he was starting to return to uh, traditional jazz. He was born in New Orleans in 1902. He was a Creole, uh, which was uh, designated as African American in the 1890s uh, due to some uh, Supreme Court rulings and uh, the institution of segregation, uh, but he was uh, raised in a pretty middle-class uh, environment, I believe. He didn't actually grow up in New Orleans. He moved uh, with his family to Chicago fairly young, and he didn't play any music until after he landed in Chicago. He did, however, study clarinet with Lorenzo Tio, who was one of the great clarinet teachers of New Orleans and of all time, really, and Tio remembered later, uh, talking to his sister, his sister recalled that uh, he said Omer Simeon was the only student he ever had who never had to repeat a lesson. He always came prepared, I guess. So Simeon started back playing in New Orleans-style jazz ensembles, Dixieland ensembles, what have you, about 1944. Uh, the Lunsford Band was in Los Angeles, and Kid Ory was being lured out of retirement and put a, uh, a band together to recreate some of the music from the 1910s in New Orleans. And uh, there were no clarinet players out there who were up to the task. So it had happened. Uh, he knew Lunsford was in town, and Omer Simeon was there. So he asked Omer Simeon to join, and Simeon uh, played eight sides uh, for the Crescent label that we've uh, featured on another podcast and uh, started being recognized as a traditional jazz clarinetist from that. Uh, he also recorded in uh, the same time frame, the 1940s, with Art Hodes and with James P. Johnson in New York, uh, also under his own name a little bit later. We're going to be hearing some of those recordings. And he recorded with Sidney de Paris and with Wilbur de Paris. He spent much of the last decade of his life uh, playing with Wilbur de Paris's New New Orleans Jazz Band. And we're going to have a podcast uh, of that band and some of their original compositions, many of which feature... Um, Omer Simeon uh, coming up as well. Simeon died in 1959 of throat cancer uh, shortly after uh, making some recordings with the Paris Band and also uh, his last recordings with Edmund Hall. Edmund Hall uh, brought Simeon and his brother Herb Hall in to do a clarinet trio on one of his recordings, and we heard that on one of our podcasts, Clarinet Spice, a while back. So we're going to be featuring some of the music that Simeon did uh, during the mid-40s up to about 1950. And uh, these show him to be a remarkably gifted clarinet player. Technically very, very good uh, with a lovely sound and very controlled uh, sound that didn't uh, translate into uh, boring improvisations. He was a very uh, imaginative uh, improviser. He could handle very complicated tunes. He was a good musician, good enough to play in both Lunsford's and Earl Hines' band. Uh, so he had uh, he was able to play somewhat beyond the scope of the average Dixieland musician of the day. And uh, Wilbur de Paris, we'll be hearing a few recordings with him, uh, used him quite extensively in, in some very demanding roles in his band. We're going to start with uh, the Omer Simeon... Uh, it was originally called the Omer Simeon Trio, but it came to be known as the Carnival Three. And this was recorded for Disc, um, which I think was also released later on Ash Records. And this was done in New York in... Um 1945, February 22nd, 1945, and the personnel of this trio is Omer Simeon on clarinet, James P. Johnson, the great Harlem stride pianist, and Pops Foster, the great bass player from New Orleans, who uh, uh, was born in the 1880s and had played around with quite a lot of uh, New Orleans groups and big bands as well. So 
on paper, it doesn't look like these three musicians would mesh at all, but as you will be hearing shortly, they did an extraordinary job on the four sides that they recorded. We're going to start out with Lorenzo's Blues, also known as the Morning After Blues. This was a composition by Omer Simeon, and Lorenzo, of course, was Lorenzo Tio, his teacher. Following that, we're going to hear two James P. Johnson tunes, Harlem Hacha and Bandana Days. Bandana Days came from... Uh, U.B. Blake, actually. Uh, this was not a James B. Johnson tune, despite the label. Uh, U.B. Blake recorded this for, uh, or composed this, rather, for the all-black show Shuffle Along in 1922, and it was a, uh, a classic black show, and this was one of the hit tunes from that show as well. So following that, we're going to end up uh, with the fourth tune from that four-tune session, and that's another um, Omer Simeon tune called the Creole Lullaby, also known as the Peephole Blues. So some very pretty blues playing by Omer Simeon. We're going to have one more tune in that set, and this is going to be uh, a, a band actually called the Omer Simeon Trio. Uh, don't know exactly the date this was recorded. It was in the 1950s, probably in the mid-50s, uh, in New York for the Jazz Tone label. Jazz Tone made a lot of very uh, interesting jazz recordings throughout the 1950s, but the discography is always a little bit muddled. They never uh, put dates or sometimes even personnels on their their albums. But this is definitely the Omer Simeon Trio with Simeon, Sammy Price, a great blues pianist, and Zudi Singleton, the New Orleans drummer. So the three of them uh, did this session for Jazz Tone. We're going to hear three numbers from that session. We're going to finish up the first set with Lagnap. I believe all these tunes were composed, uh, the, the, the unusual ones anyway, by Omer Simeon. There are a couple of standards in here as well. We're going to hear one of them. So those are our five tunes for this set. The Carnival Three with Lorenzo's Blues, Harlem Hacha, Bandana Days, and uh, Creole Lullaby, followed by the Omer Simeon trio doing Lagnap. Thank you. 
Thank you.
Some excellent clarinet playing there. Uh, Simeon was really a, a product of the swing era as well as that earlier New Orleans style, even given the fact he wasn't uh, a resident of New Orleans for most of his life. Uh, he had that flavor, but he had the technique of a swing musician and the harmonic sensitivity as well. So a lot of very tasty playing there. That's why he was Jellero Morton's favorite clarinet player. He could read well. Uh, he could improvise uh, in the style very tastefully, and he could fit into an ensemble as well. We haven't heard any ensemble playing yet, but we will shortly. So we're going to go to our uh, next set uh, with two more tunes from the Omer Simeon Trio recording for Jazz Tone with uh, Sammy Price and Zudi Singleton. We just heard Laniap, which had some nice uh, drums in there by Singleton, some good features for him. Of course, we started out with those four things by the Carnival Three, done for disc in 1945, and we heard Omer Simeon with James P. Johnson and Pops Foster in there. We heard Lorenzo's Blues, which was some very uh, deeply felt blues playing. Uh, Simeon was really quite a good blues clarinet player, as we're going to hear coming up. Then we heard Harlem Hacha, a stride piano piece by James P. Johnson that uh, he adapted for this group, clarinet, piano, and bass. Then Bandana Days, as I mentioned, that was from Shuffle Along. Actually, that was from 1920 instead of 21. Uh, I think I said the wrong date in there. And it started out with a, a long quote of Dear Old Southland, which uh, set the scene, as it were, and had some fine stride piano in there um, that Johnson had done, somewhat uh, inspired by Eubie Blake, who was a, a bit of an earlier stylist, more on the ragtime side, where James P. Johnson was more on the jazz side. Then we finished up with Creole Lullaby, also known as the Peephole Blues. Not a blues, but a very uh, sweet melody, uh, also composed by Omer Simeon. So now, back to the Omer Simeon trio. We're going to hear... Uh, Two more tunes from that date. That was about half an album, I think, that that uh, uh, group did, and uh, several tunes by Simeon. We're going to hear another one right now. This is called the Quati Blues. Uh, he had uh, the Quati rhythm also, uh, and uh, some other French tunes that was befitting his Creole heritage, but we're only going to hear Quati Blues right now. Following that, we're going to hear a good old good one, uh, a folk tune that was... Uh, sort of a folk ballad, but it was uh, adapted to blues changes, so it became a blues as well. And it's called Frankie and Johnny, and that will give uh, Sammy Price a little bit of uh, room to have fun as well. So those are our three tunes to begin with. Uh, um, Quati Blues, actually two tunes, Quati Blues and Frankie and Johnny. Uh, from that point, we are actually going to go to a date for Blue Note Records done by Art Hodes. Art Hodes... Uh, uh, Backroom Boys, it was called. This was a, a, a date that was done in September of 1945. It was not a terribly successful date by Blue Note standards. There were only one or two tunes that were initially issued. Um, the band didn't quite gel, but there are some very good moments. We're going to hear two tunes. We're going to hear another blues performance, Blues for Jelly, that Simeon composed in tribute to his uh, former employer, Jelly Roll Morton. And I ain't going to give nobody none of my Jelly Roll, which uh, was a tune that had some uh, interesting uh, history to it. Nobody really knows who wrote that, I suppose. Um, it's uh, credited to Clarence and Spencer Williams, but uh, it could have uh, gone back in New Orleans well beyond them. It could have started out as a folk tune as well. So Art Hody's Back Room Boys, in this case, consists of Oliver Michu, who was known as Rev, Rev Michu, on trumpet. He uh, was not a well-known jazz player. He actually... Uh, l later in life, actually not that much later, only a couple of years, changed his name. He became known as Mustafa Dalil and uh, played with Gil Fuller's big band and actually with some of the uh, early bebop players. Uh, but this is his only uh, featured recording, and you'll hear some very uh, impassioned blues playing, if, if a little bit rust, uh, rusty or raw, however you like to say that. Omer Simeon's on clarinet. Art Hodes, a great Chicago blues pianist who was a wonderful band leader and put together a lot of excellent sessions on piano. Al Lucas on bass. He had been playing with the Eddie Haywood sextet. And Freddie Moore on drums. Freddie Moore and Simeon would be playing in a few years with the De Paris band. Uh, Freddie Moore's career goes back to the minstrel days. He was born in 1900, and he was a, a, a singer and an entertainer as well as a good drummer. So that's our set. Four tunes. Quati Blues and Frankie and Johnny by the Omer Simeon Trio. And Art Hody's Backroom Boys doing Blues for Jelly. And I ain't gonna give nobody none of my jelly roll.
there we have uh, a little bit of ensemble playing, those two Art Hodes tunes, the Blues for Jelly, followed by I Ain't Gonna Give Nobody None of That Jelly Roll, of My Jelly Roll. From September 14th of 1945 for Blue Note Records, that was the Art Hodes Backroom Boys, featuring Oliver Rev Michu on trumpet, Omer Simeon on clarinet, Art Hodes on piano, Al Lucas on bass, and Moore, Freddie Moore on drums. Before that, we heard two tunes from that very interesting and little-known date by the Omer Simeon Trio for uh, Jazz Tone. We heard Quati Blues by Omer Simeon and Frankie and Johnny, the traditional folk ballad that uh, was really kind of a blues uh, in changes and also in mood, the way it was performed there. Um, Simeon was, a, as I said, a remarkable clarinet player. He could really handle playing uh, the only horn in an ensemble if need be. And the other podcast we did about a year ago of those 1929 recordings had several examples of that with him playing just with Earl Hines or uh, and uh, a banjo with that, I guess. But um, he knew what to do in a band and in an ensemble as well. And we're going to be hearing more of that on the next uh, uh, set coming up. So as I said, Simeon, after he left the employ of the big bands, the big bands sort of left uh, all the musicians' employ in the late 1940s, he was uh, wandering around on 52nd Street playing combos and so forth and casual dates. He played with Bunk Johnson for a while while he was up in uh, New York on his revival tour. Uh, but uh, Wilbur de Paris uh, snagged him early on when he put a band together to play at Jimmy Ryan's club, uh, and he called it initially the Rampart Street uh, paraders, I think. And uh, later, after their first album or so, they became known as Wilbur de Paris and his New New Orleans Jazz Band. And it featured, in addition to Simeon and Wilbur de Paris playing trombone, Wilbur's brother Sidney de Paris on trumpet. He was a stylist on trumpet whose career went back to the middle 1920s. He was playing with Charlie Johnson's band. He's on the uh, soundtrack to the film St. Louis Blues, which was Bessie Smith's only uh, uh, film appearance. In fact, he's more than on the soundtrack. He's on, on stage in the band sitting next to Joe Smith, the great cornet player. Uh, after that, he played with a number of big bands. He played with um, Don Redmond's band. I think he played for a while with Benny Carter's band uh, and uh, traveled through a lot of small groups as well in the 1930s and into the 40s. And uh, he was uh, leading groups both with Wilbur and on his own. He did some really fine recordings for the Hot Record Society we may be hearing coming up. He did some with Sidney Bechet as well. So by about 1950, this band had started to coalesce uh, and uh, had a group of uh, musicians who were kind of uh, the, 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 the A-team who would uh, play the notable gigs, although Wilbur was quite a businessman, apparently, and he would often have other bands running. Apparently, he had a band running in Boston while his uh, regular band was in New York, and he would uh, travel up to Boston on Saturdays to collect the money and to sit in with the band. I guess the, the, the A-band didn't have a gig on Saturday at that time. So we're going to start out with kind of a, almost a B-band of the, the Wilbur de Paris group. Uh, this is uh, another Blue Note recording, and I believe this was recorded when Wilbur uh, was actually on tours. I think he went to Africa, and um, Sidney de Paris did not like to fly, uh, so he stayed home if he was with the band at that time. And uh, Simeon uh, and he played another date for um, Blue Note on June 14th of 1951. The band in this case is Sidney de Paris's Blue Note Stompers, with Sidney de Paris and Omer Simeon, Jimmy Archie on trombone here, Bob Green, a very young, white, ragtime, Jelly Roll Morton enthusiast, was on piano, I think this was his first recording date, Pops Foster on bass, and Joseph Smith on drums. So we're going to hear a good... Uh, kind of New Orleans uh, feel to this, especially with Pops Foster and Simeon in the band. Um, I picked one tune out of here. They were mostly New Orleans standards that this band recorded. Uh, I picked one of the lesser-known ones that just has a wonderful kind of parade ground groove to it. It's called When You Wore a Tulip, a very uh, old song, Tin Pan Alley song, even by jazz standards. When You Wore a Tulip and I Wore a Big Red Rose. And so we're going to hear some nice strutting by uh, these players on uh, in Sydney to Paris's Blue Note Stompers. After that, we're going to go to uh, a couple of um, the uh, Wilbur de Paris recordings. Uh, as I said, Sidney Bush, uh, rather, Omer Simeon was featured quite extensively on these recordings. Um, 
DeParis recorded a number of LPs for Atlantic, which was just getting together in the early 50s, and uh, he must have been a pretty big seller because they kept having him back. They put out seven or eight albums under uh, DeParis's name, and they've all come out on CD at one point or another, and they're very, very uh, interesting albums in that they used arrangements quite extensively. Wilbur was a good arranger, although a couple of the players who uh, wrote autobiographies, including Doc Cheatham and um, Garvin Bushell, who replaced Omer Simeon after Simeon and passed away, uh, said that they didn't use any music on the bandstand and very rarely saw any music to begin with. They just had to pick things up as, as they went along. And at that, they uh, evolved some very elaborate arrangements. They played together so often they could bring these together as head arrangements. So I picked three tunes uh, from this band. Uh, we're going to have a, another podcast uh, uploaded here pretty soon from uh, a radio show on WETF that will feature the original tunes of Wilbur de Paris from the de Paris uh, New New Orleans Jazz Band, many of which feature Simeon. But these three definitely feature him. We're going to hear the Juba Dance. Now, Juba Dance was composed by Nathaniel Dett, who was an African-American composer, classical composer, and choral director, a uh, very serious musician, and this was a piece that uh, was a movement from a larger piece called In the Bottoms, and uh, for some reason this had some some currency among jazz players. Frankie Trumbauer, the white saxophone player, recorded this with uh, his big band in the middle 1930s, about 1933, and apparently uh, Dett, who lived until uh, 1943, was not happy about that, and he made uh, the recording company withdraw the recording because he thought it was uh, offensive or somehow irresponsible or, or disrespectful or what have you. Uh, this recording that we're going to hear comes from uh, a concert that the De Paris uh, band did at Symphony Hall in Boston. And this was done on October 26th of 1956, and the personnel of the group at the time was Sidney DeParis on trumpet, Wilbur DeParis on trombone, valve and sometimes uh, valve trombone and slide trombone, Omer Simeon on clarinet, Sonny White was on piano, Lee Blair on banjo, Benny Moten on bass, and Wilbert Kirk on drums and harmonica. And uh, this was the, the core band from this period. All uh, veteran musicians, black musicians who played in Harlem big bands and territory bands, uh, in the 1920s and 30s. And so we're going to hear uh, this arrangement of Juba Dance, which apparently was done by Omer Simeon. A little bit unusual because this is the only arrangement in all of the De Paris Brothers albums that I'm aware of that was not uh, credited to Wilbur. So an interesting point there. After that, we're going to hear a, a tune that uh, is not terribly well known. It's called uh, Watching Dreams Go By by uh, Solon uh, Gonzalez, Gene Rodor, and Carl Sigmund. And this is definitely a, uh, a Wilbur de Paris arrangement. Some very interesting effects in here. And the personnel in this uh, group is very similar to the last one except Doc Cheatham is going to replace uh, Sidney DeParis. Sometimes Sidney was uh, on the missing list from this band. He was a Jehovah's Witness at this point, and sometimes he was called on to do uh, things for his church, apparently, and he also had bouts of ill health. So Doc Cheatham was always waiting in the wings to come in and fill in. And, of course, he was a, an excellent jazz and lead trumpet player who had a long career with um, some of the Chicago bands before he went with Cab Calloway and then played with a lot of the Latin bands as well, and including, uh, in between there, Eddie Haywood's sextet. So in addition to him, we have, of course, Wilbur de Paris. We have uh, Omer Simeon on clarinet. We have a second reed player here, Rudy Rutherford, uh, who played with uh, a number of big bands, the Edgar Hayes Big Band and others, playing clarinet and baritone sax. Sonny White again on piano. John Smith on guitar. He'd played with Fats Waller's band. Hayes Alvis, who had been with the Duke Ellington band on bass. And Wilbert Kirk again. And Kirk had played with Noble Sissel's band. So that uh, album comes, uh, that album was called Over and Over Again. And uh, it was released. Uh, I think uh, after Simeon's death in 1959, because he's on about half of the album, and Garvin Bushell, who uh, replaced him, is on the other half. So following that, we're going to finish up with a, uh, a feature, a standard feature for Simeon, one he recorded with Jellyroll Morton in the 20s, uh, just he and Morton, and uh, uh, the drummer Andrew Hilaire, I believe. This was called Shreveport Stomp, and it's a Jellyroll Morton tune that's incredibly complicated, especially in the middle part and at the tempo they take it. This is a Wilbur de Paris arrangement, but it still features Simeon pretty much all the way through. This was done in 1956 and was released on Atlantic as part of the album called 
called Marchin' and Swingin'. Again, with the DeParis brothers, Simeon on clarinet. Don Kirkpatrick was on piano. He was the first pianist of the band. He had played with Chick Webb's band. Eddie Gibbs on banjo, Harold Jackson on bass, and Freddie Moore on drums. So those are our four tunes for this set. When You Wore a Tulip, Juba Dance, Watching Dreams Go By, and Shreveport Stop.
Well, there you have some pretty fancy clarinet playing, especially at the end there. Shreveport Stop, that's a real test piece, and uh, Simeon was doing it uh, a full, what was it, 30 years later after his original recording and sounding every bit as good as he did with General Morton, the composer, in the 1920s. So we started out with When You Wore a Tulip, Sidney to Paris and his Blue Note Stompers with Omer Simeon and Jimmy Archie, Bob Green, uh, Joseph Smith on drums, and Pops Foster doing When You Wore a Tulip. Then three tunes by the De Paris New New Orleans Band. We heard Juba Dance, arranged by uh, Omer Simeon and featuring him. An interesting choice of material there. I don't know where he would have come up with the idea to do that, but it worked very, very well. Um, Watching Dreams Go By, which featured that nice clarinet duet between Simeon and Rudy Rutherford. Very, very nice little band there. And then uh, we ended up with Shreveport Stomp. So we hope you've enjoyed this Omer Simeon program, our second one. Um, If we wanted to go back to the 1930s and just do his big band recordings and some of his combo recordings in the 30s, we could find uh, quite enough to keep us busy for another podcast as well. Who knows? Maybe we will someday. You've been listening to The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Thank you for joining us. Hope you uh, make a habit of visiting us here on these podcasts or taking us with you wherever you might go if you want to hear some good jazz and uh, maybe some unusual jazz or things you haven't been uh, exposed to or not exposed to lately. So I hope you're liking that. And uh, until we meet again, I'll see you on the other side.